Hello, my friends, and welcome to week four. Are you ready? Let's do this. So this week, we're going to be getting really specific about who it is we want to reach, because knowing this is the first step to helping all of Instagram systems and algorithms start to recommend you appropriately and begin to create all of that beautiful organic growth that we want. While we're at it, we're also going to dive into captions and how we can make the most of that little block of words we're putting underneath all of our pictures. I like to teach these two things together. It might not seem on the surface like they're that related, but you can't really have one without the other. We can't talk unless we know who it is we're talking to, and we can't know our audience unless we actually talk to them first. So that's our focus for this week. You will find the workbook waiting for you in the course notes. Let's dive in. So marketing, I know, feels like a bit of a dirty word. I think we've all been on the receiving end of bad marketing too many times, whether that was a hard sell, maybe a really awkward sales pitch, or just a series of transparent lies and misrepresentation. And I think it makes most of us frightened of marketing because we think that that's how we're going to come across to other people too. But when I say in this lesson and in this course that you need to market yourself, I am not talking about any of that stuff. Instead, what we're going to be talking about here is really just letting people know that you can help them. Somewhere out there is a whole bunch of people who need your work. And I like to think of them as your right person. My right person, she's a woman. She is full of self-doubt. She's got a creative business dream and a sneaking suspicion that she might be able to do more than what she's doing right now. She's basically me about six or seven years back. And she's stuck in this life that she didn't choose and wondering why she's miserable and anxious. And she has no idea that I exist. She doesn't know about my work. She hasn't read my book. She hasn't heard my podcast. She doesn't follow me on Instagram. And so the job of my marketing is to find her and to let her know that she can do other things, that it's all possible, and that if she needs me, I can help her. So the question becomes, who can you help? I know we've already talked about value quite a lot, and I'm not going to rehash it all here. I want to make sure you're not getting too caught up in the word help. Your mission on Instagram does not have to be some worthy or noble or pure cause. It doesn't have to be that you're going to help people save the planet or change the world. Although if you are amazing, I'm with you. Let's do it. But everything we do, we buy, watch, follow, comment on, engage with, it's all motivated by the desire to feel something. That's all we base all of our decisions as humans on. How is it going to make me feel? So another way to look at this question, if you're getting stuck on the word help, is what can you help people to feel? So if you have an online children's boutique, let's say, then you help by curating a range of clothes that match all of your customers' tastes and values and allows them to dress their kids in a way that brings them as a parent joy. You're saving them time, you're saving them energy, and you're helping create that emotion. If you're a florist, then you help by creating incredible floral arrangements that people couldn't make for themselves and they reflect people's feelings and bring them happiness and joy. And if you're a blogger, you probably help by creating entertaining and or informative content that speaks really directly to your audience and it helps them feel inspired or informed or entertained. Any time you feel disheartened or maybe a bit self-conscious about promoting yourself, I want you to stop and think about all of those people out there who need your help. They are out there looking for what you can offer and not finding it. 
struggling to find what they need. It's not your customers or your audience's job to have to dig and to search and to go deep into Google in order to discover that you exist. We need to get in front of them and to show them what we do. And Instagram is my very favorite place where we can make that happen. A side note I want to add here, and it's not in the course notes, but maybe I should go in and add it. If you're struggling with this question, it probably means you're struggling to see the real value in your own work. And that's a huge question that you're going to need to dig into deeply. I have come across people where this is a really tricky issue because a lot of us don't value ourselves very highly. So valuing our work highly is difficult too. It's probably beyond the scope of what I can take you through right here in this lesson. And I don't want to go on about it because hopefully most of you are really connected to the value of your work. But if you are struggling, come and talk to us in the Facebook group. I promise you won't be alone and there'll be people to help you see it from a different perspective. The other huge advantage then that Instagram offers us as self-marketers is this ability to conduct market research right there and then in real time. We can talk to our potential customers directly right there in the app, anytime, anywhere. We can post three different things and then look at the stats and get a really solid sense of what was the most popular and know which one to follow through on. We can go to our customers' pages even and learn about their spending habits and their likes and their dislikes and even the language that they use when chatting with one another. Now, sometimes I say that and people think it sounds a bit creepy, a bit stalkerish, but from a communication perspective, I think it's quite easy to see how powerful and essential it can be. If you've ever tried to join a new social circle, I'm thinking like, if you've been invited to the pub quiz by a friend and there's a whole established friendship group already there, or if you've been the new mum at a parent and toddler group where it feels like a giant clique, anything like that, introvert or extrovert, I think most of us instinctively know that our first step has to be to just sit back and observe for a bit. We want to pick up on the tone, the topics of conversation, the vibe of the group, the different personalities, and get a sense of what we want to contribute we don't just dive straight in and start talking about ourselves. Instagram is offering us a gateway to do that very same thing with our audience. So once we know who they are, we can tune in, we can start paying meaningful attention and figuring out how we can best be of service to them. I think this piece gets missed so often because we kind of take it for granted. But when I was younger, like a child, teenager, I used to participate in market research activities for money. You'd get paid like a tenner to go and sit and watch a new Sugar Puffs commercial and tell people what you thought about it, like a focus group. And companies had to pay somebody to go out on the street to find people, to bring them in, to sit them in a room and pay those people to answer the questions. We can do that very same thing from our bedroom, in our pyjamas, using Instagram. It's such a luxury. And if you're not making the most of it, then you're missing a trick. So how do we figure out who these people are? The first step to making it happen is to get really, really clear on who it is we want to talk to. Now, we've done a big piece of this work already because we've refined our grid, we've worked on our imagery, we're thinking about our bio and our profile, making it all accurately and impactfully reflect who we are. The next step then after that is to start drawing these people onto our page who are going to respond in the way we expect. Now, ultimately, our goal here is going to be to have Instagram's algorithms, its searches, all of its suggestion features do most of this work for us. But in order for that to happen, we need to start it off by giving it a helping hand. 
right now, Instagram probably doesn't know who you are. And I'm talking about Instagram like it's a person here. I don't mean Instagram as a team. I mean like the Star Wars droid that is Instagram, all of the data and systems and the computer. So it gets all this various data from your Instagram activity, from the things that you like and the things that you talk about and the hashtags you use and the things you search for and the people who engage with your content. And it basically ticks a load of boxes about you what you like, who seems to like you, who you spend the most time talking to. It makes decisions based on those things. It makes decisions like, are you a parent? What's your political affiliation? Are you employed? Are you self-employed? Are you unemployed? Where do you live? Does it think you're a homeowner? What are your hobbies? You can actually go into your profile and check out the data it holds on you. It is a fascinating thing to do. I share some details of how to do that later in the course. And we're going to look at all of this stuff from some other angles in those coming weeks. But for now, I think it's just helpful to see that if we're not engaging with our target audience very much and we're not bringing them back to us and onto our content, Instagram isn't going to be finding more people who are like that to show to us. Instagram doesn't know that there are people. We have to show it by what we do. And changing it is actually really easy. It's just a matter of engaging with new people. But in order to do that, we need to know first who the right people to engage with are. So over the next few lessons and the worksheets you've got in this week's workbook, we're going to be narrowing down to an idea of who and where these people are. And then I'm going to share some really simple activities that you can go out and do to digitally meet them and get things moving. <laughs>